In today's episode, we are diving into the realm of long distance real estate investing. Yes, a strategy that allows you to build a profitable real estate portfolio way, way far from the comforts of your own home. Whether you're intrigued by the potential for diversification, seeking higher returns, or simply just want to tap into those untapped markets, long distance investing offers exciting opportunities to do just this. Join me today as we unravel the intricacies of this strategy and uncover the benefits and challenges that come with long distance real estate investing. Get ready to expand your horizons and explore new markets as we discover the secrets to success in this type of real estate investing strategy. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thank you for joining me today on The Financial Mirror, where we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, thank you so much for giving The Financial Mirror a go. Here at The Financial Mirror, it's not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone but more about transforming and educating you on money so you can make smarter financial decisions. If this is your first time, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review and a written comment on Apple and Spotify. Both of those things go a long way in helping to grow this community. Now, I want you to imagine something. So today I'm going to start this off a little different. I'm going to start this off with this captivating story. Okay. So I want you to, if you're not driving, <laughs> so many people listen to this podcast uh, driving. So if you're not driving, maybe even if you are, just don't close your eyes. But what I want you to do is I want you to first imagine yourself sitting in this cafe, right? You're sitting in a cafe, you're sipping and enjoying your favorite cup of coffee, uh, total rabbit moment, but I got started on Black Rifle Coffee. Totally worth it. Pay for the subscription. Send me two free random bags a month. They are not a sponsor of this. Black Rifle, if you do want to sponsor, just let me know. I'm a huge fan of uh, your your subscription pass. But anyways, totally off the rail. But uh, once again, not a sponsor, but totally love the product. So you're sitting there in, in this cafe. You're sipping your favorite cup of coffee. You're scrolling through your phone, right? All of a sudden on your Instagram, your TikTok, your whatever, you stumble on this photo of this waterfall, right? It's this waterfall, it's off in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, man, there's nothing around it, and it's beautiful. It's totally beautiful, and I just want I want to go see it, right? I want to go see it. So you pack up your bag, and you're like, I'm going to go and experience this firsthand. Like, I've got to go see this. So you pack up your bag, and you embark on this journey, all to see this waterfall, right? This waterfall. This waterfall is a thousand miles away and you're like, I've got to go see it. So you just go do it, right? You just go do it. You pack your bag and you go do it. Now, that same thing happens in life. The same thing happens. The difference is most of the time when these type of adventures are put in front of us, we sort of say no to them, right? We say no to them. What is the adventure I'm talking about? Well, obviously, Long distance real estate investing. Long distance real estate investing is an adventure. It is one that requires you 
to get out of your seat and go do something, right? You go do something. It's not comfortable. It's not always easy, but it's just like that waterfall. You want to go see it. You want to get in those uncharted areas to really get to experience what is it all about, right? Today's episode, I really want to do just that. I want to give you uh, maybe some courage, right? Maybe some courage. Um, maybe it's just opening your eyes to the possibility. Maybe it's just something you've never really thought about. Um, but I want to give you that. And, and today I'm going to end this like toward the back end of the episode. I'm going to talk about, uh, I've done long distance real estate investing and I'm going to talk about some of the challenges and misconceptions a lot that uh, many people think when they think long distance real estate investing. Okay. I'm going to go over everything from start to finish. Hopefully and give you a good idea of what it is, uh, how you maybe could take advantage of it. Some of the things to think about, but all in all, when you walk away from this episode, I hope that you have a better idea of long distance real estate investing. And maybe it's just something that's stuck in the back of your head that one day you may want to tap into, right? You may one day want to tap into. So let's first talk about understanding what this is, right? What is it? So obviously I don't have to, you know, insult your intelligence, but long distance real estate investing is obviously investing in real estate from a distance, a long distance. <laughs> okay. All jokes aside, there are many methods of real estate investing out there. Like I said, you, we've talked house, house hacking. We've, uh, there's, there's, you can, uh, rehab, refinance, you know, repeat, right? Like you can do some rehab of, of products where you buy, you know, run down products, you fix them up, then you sell them you use that money that you earned to go into another rehab or whatever. And you just kind of spend your whole life, like just rehabbing pro properties, right? You enjoy it. It's just something you enjoy. Long distance real estate investing is literally just investing in a piece of property. That's a long ways away, right? It's a long ways away. So you're probably wondering like, why, why is this even a thing? Like, why would you want to buy property that's like so far away from you? Well, I kind of want to hit on two reasons, two of the biggest reasons that, um, that people do it and that people like to do it. Well, the first one is you get to tap into new markets. Now this isn't a new market It's a new market for you, but it's a market that, and I'm going to go over this a little bit later when we start talking about researching and, and identifying and, and analyzing and looking at those type of things. But there's markets out there that have not really been founded yet, right? Like they, like they, they, they're not huge cities, uh, but they offer something and you think, so, so I, I look at untapped markets as being like stocks that nobody knows about, right? It's like, it's like when you think about, I remember back when you could buy Apple stock for $5. I'm not saying I remember because I, I don't remember, uh, but, but when, if somebody said that, they're like, yeah, I remember back when you could buy Apple stock for like $5, right? Apple stock's not $5 a share anymore. But back then that was an untapped market. That was an untapped stock. You could, you or Amazon, Amazon. I remember back you could buy Amazon for $5 a share, right? Untapped stock. People that invested when it was $5 have a lot of money now. It's the same that goes for real estate investing markets. There's markets out there that nobody is really like, they just like they, they, that big thing has not happened yet, but you see it coming. I would say that's an untapped market. You see it coming. You go buy a property there. Maybe properties there are right now like 50,000 or 100,000. And you go buy a property there. And in 10 years, it's a, it's a million dollar property, right? 
It's crazy, right? It's crazy to think about. But those type of things exist. There are markets out there that are untapped. And that's one advantage that people do it. The other advantage that people find in long distance real estate investing is when they live in a market that's super expensive. The LA's, the Honolulu's, the New York, New York's, the the um, San Francisco's, the Seattle's, the things like that. They live in these markets that are super, super expensive to buy property in. So what do they do? They're like, well, I want to invest in real estate, but I can't afford to like have my primary residence here in this big city and invest in another property that I'm going to rent out. So what they do, they go to these other markets that are cheaper and they buy property. I was listening to a podcast one time and I don't know which one it was, but this guy, he was like a military guy and he was deployed and he was like, he just wanted to invest in real estate. So he ended up like buying like properties in Mississippi back in the day. And he was buying off like 30, 40,000 a piece while he was deployed. And he, I think he accumulated like, like 20 or 30 properties in Mississippi, super cheap place to, to buy property at. And over time he started renting those out and, and over time those properties just grew and grew and grew in value. And all of a sudden, you know, he had a great, great income and he had lots and lots of equity in these properties. That's how this works. So that's a reason that people do it. That's another reason, right? Like untapped markets and a place you can go, you can invest in these lower cost of living areas because they have a lower cost of entry, right? Lower cost of entry. So why people don't do it is is obviously distance, right? It's uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. Like they, they're not familiar with those markets. So they're uncomfortable doing it. But to be successful, all it really takes is you putting a plan together for how you're going to run a business in this state that you're investing in these properties and make it happen, right? Navigate the challenges that come with it. Um, that's kind of the, the big picture there, right? That's kind of the big picture. When we think long distance real estate investing, that's what I want you to keep in mind. I want you to keep in mind that some of those advantages, a couple of those disadvantages, but mostly those advantages, like, like what does it take to be successful with long distance real estate investing? Now, you're probably wondering like, okay, so that's cool. I'm, I'm interested or my mind's open or whatever, you know, like pick your, pick your poison there. If I've got your mind open, what I want to do now is I kind of want to discuss the importance of researching and identifying potential markets, research and identify potential markets. This is very important. This is very important that you research these markets. Now, researching markets can be as simple as, um, just starting to understand some of the key factors that drive markets in certain directions. This is for the good. This is for the bad. What are some of those factors that drive markets into particular directions? Well, one that you can see is a, a certain rise in population, right? If you will look for increase in populations in certain areas, that's a good factor that would show that that market is is a, is a market that's potentially worth investing in, right? Why does that? Why do? Why would I say that? Well, obviously, if the population is increasing, there's a desire that people want to be there, right? That's kind of the correlation there. If the population is decreasing, nobody wants to be there. So buying a home while the population is decreasing, not a super advantageous uh, situation you got on your hands. Nobody wants to be there, but you're buying property there that nobody wants to be. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So 
look for if you look for like increasing population areas there's a good chance that you're looking at markets that you know that, that's a good spot to start researching um, to identify some of those potential markets another thing you can do is you can begin to look for uh, growing workforces so this could be new new businesses that are getting put into certain cities this could be uh, a, a growing workforce in terms of like a specialty that that's growing on in that area that more and more people are wanting to be a part of think like silicon valley or something like that right like more technology companies coming in and wanting these startups and all that like that's going to attract people so that grows that workforce another thing that you can look for as a key factor is great school districts so when there's this great school district there people will flock to that area because people want their kids to be you know properly educated uh, and then on the flip side, just like you, just like me, we want to live in areas with low crime, right? So low crime rates is another key factor. People want to move to areas with low crime rates. So if you think of like the Chicago's, and this isn't a knock on Chicago, but Chicago traditionally has super high crime rates. People, if you if you know people want to live in the Chicago area, but they don't want to live in Chicago, if you looked for areas around Chicago that are lower in crime. Those would be those could be those could be areas, not would be. Those could be areas uh, that you could start to dig into to see if that's somewhere that people are trying to to flock to, right? So that's some of the factors that you can look at to, to research and identify some of those potential markets. Um, a couple of places, a couple of resources that you can use for conducting market research is is all the different you know uh, websites out there too. I wanted to call out that talked that talks about markets. It talks about research. It talks about trends, uh, roof stock and bigger, uh, pockets are both two really good. Um, they both have good market analyze, analyzing tools that you can look at schools that you can look at all these things in one spot. Um, and bigger pockets offers a, a, a pretty vast variety of market research information. Uh, but there's tons of information out there, Zillow and Redfin and, and Trulia and all those realtor.com, all those things, they have market research that you can look at. And then uh, obviously there's tons of other uh, neighborhood scout, things like that, that you can look at for crime rates. Uh, there's many, many, many school district websites that are out there uh, that you can look at just to see some of these factors to see where would be a good spot to start investing. So research and identifying potential markets is the first place you need to start. You need to find areas that are growing that people are wanting to go to and start looking at potentially buying your long distance real estate there. Okay. It's a good place to start. Now you identified the market, you've researched the market, you're understanding, yep, this is the market. I'm doing it here. Let's go. First thing you need to do is you need to figure out uh, that that's for sure the spot. Like you start looking at homes there, right? You got to start looking for homes there in that area. And all of a sudden, you know, boom, I found the home, right? I found the home. Uh, if you're not looking at, if you're not looking at this on my screen, um, you won't quite understand this. I can't really walk through this as good, uh, but you, you may get the gist. But you find this home, right? And you're like, yep, that's the home right there. I'm going for I love the American flag that's hanging from the fence. Um, I love the handicap sign that's outside out front of it. I don't know. Anyways, you'll get the gist in just a second. But you see this home and you're like, yeah, that's the spot. Like, I love it. Like, this one's awesome. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you 
I hope that you you don't buy this home, right? You research the market, you identify that's the market, and then you go and you you find the home. I hope you go visit the home. And that's kind of what I wanted to allude to here is I hope you go see the home. You don't just go on like a roof stock or something like, because roof stock has properties that are properties that maybe even already have a tenant in them. And it's literally like turnkey, as turnkey as it gets. And I hope that you go and visit these properties before you just buy them, right? Because take a look at this. That's that home. It's literally getting built around in this industrial area. That home is sitting here in the middle of this industrial area and not someplace I want to live. And I can go ahead and tell you, if it's someplace I don't want to live, there's many people out there that also don't want to live there because I don't have high standards for that kind of stuff. So like I'm pretty flexible on where I'm willing to live. If I don't want to live there, there's probably a good chance a lot of people don't want to live there. Okay. So that's me saying that go visit the home. <laughs> don't just go into Roofstock and buy these turnkey properties and be like, yep, invested, done. Let's do it. Now, Go and look at these homes, go visit these homes, go test out these homes, look around these homes, look at the neighborhood these homes are in, look at the web, the uh, schools, look at the crime rates, look at the population growth, look at all those things and look at the home. Okay. So look at the market, look at the home, go visit it, take a field trip. Okay. So you've identified and you've researched and you're, you're finding these homes, you've gone, you're going and you're visiting and you're like, you're there and you're like, yep, this is the spot. And you found a few homes and you're looking at them. What do you do next? What do you do next? The next part is you need to start analyzing and, and prepare for long distance financing or, or investing, right? Um, there's a couple of things that I, I want to I wanted to bring up here. I wanted to bring up the question, who's on your team, right? Who's on your team? If you're going to do long distance investing, you need someone on your team. You need a lot of people on your team. And I'm not talking about like someone to like go in on the real estate investing with you. I'm talking, you need people on your team there locally, right? So what do I mean by that? Well, first off, you need an agent. You need to find a local real estate agent that knows the area. You need to not just go off your intuition that, yep, that's the spot. You need to find a local real estate agent. And it would be awesome if you could find a local real estate agent that maybe also invest in properties locally as well, right? That would be like twice as good. Secondly, you're going to need someone that you can count on from a uh, financing perspective that you can work with. Maybe your real estate agent can point you to some people. Um, but, you know, I've got a friend that, you know, that does does loans and and I always I always count on him, like regardless. And I say that because it's not just the initial purchase. What if you decide you want to refinance? What if you decide you want to do something else? Do you want to fly back there and figure out who you're going to work with next every single time? No, you need a team. You need a team of, of handy. You need some handy guys. You need some, some, some plumbers. You need some electricians. You need some roofers. You need people that you can count on that can do the work around your house when things get broken. Do you want to fly out there to change an electric outlet every time the tenant complains? Well, absolutely not, right? Absolutely not. So you need a team, you need a team. And on that team, you also, if you're, if you're going to self-manage, you definitely need those things. But if you're going to work with a, um, a, a property manager, you need that, that team, you need to interview that team. You need to make sure that you can count on them because they're going to be the ones dealing with the tenant. They're going to be the ones finding your tenant. They're going to be the ones, 
uh, following up with your tenant and, and working with your tenant, right? So you need to interview them and you need to understand what they do with the services they provide and what they expect out of you, okay? So that's, that's who you need on your team, right? And, and I, I really wanted to talk about that because that's so important. That's so important to know who's on your team. Next thing you need to know is you need to understand some of the key metrics and calculations that are used in real estate investing. I, I really broke this down for people that are just now getting into this and maybe long distance. Maybe they've been, they have been unable to invest in real estate because of they live in a, a, a market where it's super expensive to get started. That, that entry, that bar for entry is kind of high. So maybe this episode is opening your eyes. And, and so this is your first property. These are a couple of things that that matter for uh, real estate investing across the board. But I really wanted to bring up four things, four four key factors you need to make sure you look at when you're getting ready to purchase a home, especially from a lot. This is this is geared directly toward long distance uh, real estate investing, but you can really apply these to any. Right. First thing you need to look at is cap rate. This is that expected rate of return on a real estate property, right? It's done as a percentage, um, but it does take into account operating expenses. So let's say you had a $500,000 home and it generates $50,000 net annually. Like let's say it generates 75,000, but you have 25,000 in expenses and you take home, literally put in your pocket 50K annually. That would be a 10% cap rate, $500,000 home, Nets fifty thousand percent, uh, fifty thousand dollars annually. It'd be a ten percent cap rate. So first thing you want to look at because you want to you want a positive cap rate, obviously. Uh, but that's something that you can look at as a determining factor for determining which property you should invest in and which you should not. Another one you need to look at is cash on cash return. This is kind of how you um, put into a percentage the return on your money. Uh, you could think about this like if I invest in a stock and that stock grows ten percent and I sell that stock. I would have a 10% cash on cash return theoretically, right? That's kind of the same thing with the house. If I, if I using that previous uh, example, this is the the return on your money. So the previous example, the home generates fifty thousand a year. Let's say you put one hundred fifty thousand dollars cash down for that home, and it generates fifty thousand dollars a year. That cash on cash return after that first year is thirty three percent, right? It, that's how much it, it returned uh, in that first year. So pretty good, right? It's pretty good. You earn 50,000, uh, and you put 150,000 down. That's pretty good cash on cash return. So that's two things that you need to look at. The third thing that you need to make sure that you understand is vacancy rates. Uh, if you're not there to find tenants and help market for tenants, you're really banking on that property manager. Uh, if you're self-managing is going to be much harder, but you need to understand what that vacancy rate is. Three to five percent vacancy rate is pretty pretty normal, pretty standard. Um, so understand what that is because that's going to be that percentage of time that you're going to be without a tenant. Very important that you that you know what that is for that area. Vacancy rates vary depend on area. The last thing that you need to need to make sure of, and this is so many times people miss this, you need to know what you can expect for rent when you buy this property. This is very crucial. It's literally like what determines your cash flow, right? It literally is what determines your cash flow. So if you will understand that, that will help you understand how much you can make um, in in terms of uh, annual flow of money, right? And that's going to be the, the, the factor that is going to drive everything else. 
So look at that, understand that, because that's going to be important. Understand those factors and you'll be on your way for um, to under to be able to analyze and look at properties that you're going to want to invest in from a long distance. Now, I want to spend this last little segment really talking about uh, like real life, like real life. So I pulled this image off of Roofstock. This is straight off Roofstock, uh, and this just shows you some of those. Uh, you can see on here cap rate. You can see on here cash on cash. Um, you can see on here the initial investment, uh, total purchase price of the home, things like that. Uh, you can see all those things. And these are some of the, like, the tools you're, that are out there that are kind of automated. Uh, but you can look at these and and determine what those numbers are for the properties you're looking at, right? Now, this is not a calculator. So this is by home. You'd have to go into the home and fill it out for that home. But there are calculators that are out there. Like I said, Bigger Pockets has a calculator. Uh, there's a bunch of different websites out there that have calculators to calculate these things. You just need to determine what's important to you, what those sort of standards are for you, what's good, what's bad, what's ugly, um, and figure those out. But I, I wanted to first talk about some of the challenges uh, that people face. Obviously, the biggest challenge is distance. Biggest challenge is distance. People want to be able to go to a property whenever they need to, to, to look at things, to keep, to manage things or whatever. You kind of got to get past that. Like there's nothing I can really tell you that they can help you get past that. You just kind of got to get past it. Got to get past it. You got to trust somebody else to manage that property unless you're going to self-manage and then just be prepared because that's a little bit more work, right? I'm not saying that a, a property management company allows you to just be, you know, completely, scotch-free off the hook from doing anything. Um, but if you do have a project management company, it does make it easier. Now, that's kind of the first thing that I wanted to talk about. I have had, uh, I've been in long distance real estate investing for almost seven years. Okay. And I want to tell you this, that if you think that long distance real estate investing with a property manager is passive, like, like you just like do nothing. You're wrong. You're a hundred percent wrong. There is a lot that you have to do. Um, I mean, I could go over countless things that I get hit up about for, um, that I need to answer, right? I need to answer now with the property management company. Uh, there's a dollar limit that, that I have set with them that anything under that amount, like they just fix it. Like they, they, you know, I've told them who I want them to work with for the various things for, for homes and they just fix things, right? They just fix things under that amount. If it goes over that, they have to ask me, Hey, are you, is, are you want me to do this? Like, what, how do you want to handle this? And they ask me, but all in all, you can see there's interaction that happens at the end of the year. When I start collecting all the tax forms, it's a constant follow-up. Make sure they're sending those to me. Make sure I'm getting them. Make sure I'm getting what I need, that they say what I need them to say, all these type of things. These are all things I have to do for that property. When the when the tenant, you know, possibly does something that the, the homeowners association doesn't like, right? When homeowners associations don't like what your tenants are doing, you're going to be the one to get notified, not the tenant, right? You're the homeowner. So, there's all those little things that happen that most people overlook. And I would tell you that you are involved. You are involved. And if you're not involved, your house is going to get wrecked. You're gonna, it's going to go, it's going to go terrible for you. You're going to hate it. Um, but I just want to tell you that it's not passive. Now, 
What I also would tell you, is it worth it? Yes. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Does it take my time away? Yes. Do I have to still follow up with all the normal things that I would have to follow up with for, for, you know, you know, following up with, you know, annual inspections, termites, things like that. Yes. You have to do all of those things, right? You have to do all of those things, but is it worth it? Yes. There, I'm able to grow my portfolio by, by investing outside of where I live, right? I'm able to, and you are too. It just takes time. It just takes effort. I go visit, um, I go visit properties, uh, uh, you know, about a, every year, uh, just to just check them out. But, um, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. And, and you should do it if, when you can, if you can. Now I'll give you one, one piece of advice. Um, I would, I would strongly encourage people that if you are not confident with your money, pay off your own property first and then use everything else for investing. Pay off your own property first and then use the rest for buying other properties. Now, I'm not telling you to pay off your property before you start saving for retirement, but buying real estate property should come after you've saved for retirement and after you've paid off your home. And I'm only saying that because you don't want to get stuck having to get kicked out of your own house because you've you've gotten upside down in, in another property, right? So um, manage your money, manage yourself, manage your life, right? And, and I'm telling you, that's a, a great way to look at this, uh, but it's totally worth it. Long distance investing is totally worth it. And I hope that you learned something throughout this episode that maybe opened your eyes to, to wanting to do it, uh, that maybe opened your eyes just to want to look at it. I tell you to start analyzing properties, analyzing, looking at markets that you may be interested in um, and go from there and then go from there. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, setting up your money and getting ready to invest in real estate is very important. If you are ready to take control of your finances, a financial coach is exactly what you need in your life. And I'm happy to do that for you. Um, the biggest thing to remember is that financial coaching is, is something that I do and I love. Um, but it's just, it's just something that it's just meant to help you prepare for life. And if real estate investing is what you want to do, uh, like Robert Kiyosaki said, even on a very small scale, so it remains a tried and true means of, in, you know, building an individual's cash flow and wealth. And I'm here to help you do that. If you want to build your your individual cash flow and wealth, scheduling a consultation with me is free, completely free. You can just head over to my website at thefinancialmirror.org, hit book now in the middle of the screen, and I will happily reach out to you and we'll get you on the books to get a free consultation, 15 minutes of your time and see if that's something that, that I can help you with. Can I help you get, put a plan together to be able to start investing in real estate, to make sure that you're on track to pay off your home so you can start investing in real estate, whatever the case may be, I'm ready to help you. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to the financial forward slash shop, pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear, all the money that earned from that goes right back to the stream just to help grow the community. Now, I truly appreciate everyone tuning in today. If you like what you heard, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this information with your friends, family, coworkers, and just to help grow our community and put ourselves around more and more people that are just doing what's right for to grow their personal finances, right? Their personal finances. 
So I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope you've gotten something out of this real estate investing series, that this whole series has opened your eyes to something that that may be totally, totally uh, worth it for you, whether it be now or whether it be in years from now. Hopefully you got something out of this episode that you can start making a goal and get on track to to work towards in your future. Look forward to spending more uh, series around real estate with you in the future, but uh, look forward to, to moving into our, the next part of our financial journey with next week's episode. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.